warning for tonight's show. There is some strong language throughout the show. The show deals with some very emotional topics tonight, primarily the raid on Mar-a-Lago and President Trump's residence. So parental warning is put here for some of the language throughout the show. Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Tainted by Darkness. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Bit of a problem. See, rumor has it, the Athenians have already turned you down. And if those philosophers and uh, boy lovers Found that kind of nerve. Then. We must be diplomatic. And of course, Spartans have the reputation to consider. Choose your next words carefully, Leonidas. They may be your last as king. Down there. No man, Persian or Greek, no man threatens a messenger. 
You bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. Oh, I've chosen my words carefully, Persian. Perhaps you should have done the same. This is blasphemy. This is madness. I believe the FBI has forgotten who we are. If you haven't heard today, Mar-a-Lago, President Trump's personal residence, was raided by the FBI. We'll read his statement shortly. But I have a statement for the FBI. I want you to hear this clearly if you're listening, because I know you are. This is how much we love you. Rats are not the same thing. Let me break it down to make sure you all see what I mean. A snitch is someone minding other folks' business to find information they can sell for a price or trade for some other form of compensation. A rat is a traitor, a conceiver, planner, or physical participator. He doesn't sell secrets for power or cash. He betrays the trust of his team or his family, hoping to save his own cowardly ass. The difference is, At least a snitch is human, but a rat is a fucking rat. They sure are. FBI, you're rats, and we'll never forgive you for what you've done. The FBI is the enemy of the people, as is the IRS, as is most three-letter agencies. Don't forget it. We are at war with our own country. This is not a joke and anything to consider lightly. They have gone after a president. I don't care what side of the spectrum you sit on. I don't care if you're liberal or left. I don't care if you're extreme right, conservative, central ground. I don't care where you are. In our history, we do not do what just happened. And the only reason this happened is because we are living in a tyranny. And they don't know what else to do. They know that President Trump has awakened the people, at least helped us get there. But we're awake now. You're not putting us back to sleep. We're not going back into that bottle. This genie's out, and we're coming for blood. Understand that. We've been playing nice. We have been playing nice for a long time now and doing everything we can, but this is the bottom line. Patriots, this is like a call out to every one of you and every one of your communities tonight. Buckle up, because if they want war against our president, they can get war against us all. Just to give you updates, there are... Hundreds of patriots that have now assembled outside of Mar-a-Lago. They're moving swiftly into the area. This is what they've asked for. We have done everything we can to seek a peaceful resolution through the process. But we have now been openly betrayed by a government that is absolutely off the rails. The FBI, and I've known some of you, every one of you that are now in there will hang in the end. Every one of you. You will face justice by the people. This is treason, and there will be nothing left. The FBI will be disseminated, destroyed, cast into the wind in a thousand pieces, as will the CIA, as will every other three-letter agency. You have betrayed the trust of the people. You have betrayed us in every single way. You have backdoored our, our information through private contractors. You have set this thing up so that you could use everything we do against us. 
forgive me for my mouth, but fuck you. We're done. We are absolutely done. We are here. They are criminals. And we are going to absolutely fight until the end. This is war. You want to wage war on a peaceful president? You just awakened 80 million plus people. And I hope you're ready. Here we go. President Trump's statement from President Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. These are dark times for our nation. As my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial misconduct. The weaponization of the justice system and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls, and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries, corrupt at a level not seen before. They have broken into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Here, in reverse, Democrats break, broke into my home of the 41st President of the United States. The political persecution of President Donald J. Trump has been going on for years with the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam. Impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. It's a political targeting at the highest level. Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete and and acid wash 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. She even took an antique furniture and other items from the White House. I stood up to Americans' bureaucratic corruption. I restored power to the people and truly delivered for our country likely we have never seen before. The establishment hated it. Now, as they watch my endorsed candidates win big victories and see my dominance in the polls, they are trying to stop me and the Republican Party once more. The lawlessness, political persecution, and witch hunts must be exposed and stopped. I will continue to fight for the great American people. Patriots, we have made it very clear here and our walk with faith and Christ. But let me be clear as well. We wield the sword of the Spirit always first, but you never take that sort of steel off your hip. Right now, we are in a defining moment in our history, a government that has completely turned rogue, a government that has completely turned against the people. And right now, they've chosen a target, President Donald J. Trump, who was rightfully elected on November 3rd, whose election was stolen by the deep state on November 4th. And don't kid yourself, this has nothing to do with Republicans and Democrats. President Trump is working under the Republican Party in part because he could never get elected if he was anything else because people are too stupid with his party system. Americans are blind and dumb to a party system that is two faces of the same coin. Right now, this fight is much deeper. This fight is a fight 
towards the legitimacy of liberty and sovereignty for the people based on an action taken against a president. I don't care who it is. When you take an action like this, even President Obama, that dirtbag, didn't have the FBI knocking at his door. After all, we do know for a fact that his birth certificate was fake. This is war, and this is what tyranny in our country looks like, and that's what our founding fathers knew and why they put in the Declaration of Independence that is our right and our duty to throw off such forms of government when they become despotism, and it is tyranny. And let us not forget the Clintons, and let us not forget the Bushes, and let us not forget the war crimes there or the scams with Halliburton in Iraq and the thousands of men and women that have been damaged from those wars. The families broken, 9-11, that scam. And a list goes on. Or should we also remember the things like the experiments done on American people and black America as they sprayed them and used them for toxic experiments with drugs? They have seen us as their cattle for decades. And it is absolutely time that this ends. Of course, we have abortion, which they find is a regular industry. And let me be clear, this, again, is not just one party or the other. You have 90 to 95 percent of Congress that's now the hand puppet of the world, New World Order, also known as the Nazi World Order, and they're walking complicitly lockstep going down here. Let's remember that this hand puppet Biden was approved by Congress and Senate. So we aren't dealing with a Republican good and a Democrat bad. We're dealing with absolutely trash, dirtbag traitors that have infiltrated every aspect of our government, and every one of them needs to go. Rand Paul, Ron Paul, understood what we were dealing with a long time ago. Madam Speaker, I have a few questions for my uh, colleagues. What if our foreign policy of the past century is deeply flawed and has not served our national security interests? What if we wake up one day and realize that the terrorist threat is a predictable consequence of our meddling in the affairs of others and has nothing to do with us being free and prosperous. What if propping up repressive regimes in the Middle East endangers both the United States and Israel? What if occupying countries like Iraq and Afghanistan and bombing Pakistan is directly related to the hatred directed toward us? What if someday it dawns on us that losing over 5,000 American military personnel in the Middle East since 9-11 is not a fair trade-off for the loss of nearly 3,000 American citizens, no matter how many Iraqi, Pakistani, and Afghan people are killed or displaced. What if we finally decide that torture, even if called enhanced interrogation technique, is self-destructive and produces no useful information and that contracting it out to a third world nation is just as evil. What if it is finally realized that war and military spending is always destructive to the economy? What if all wartime spending is paid for through the deceitful and evil process of inflating and borrowing? What if we finally see that wartime conditions always undermine personal liberty? 
What if conservatives who preach small government wake up and realize that our interventionist foreign policy provides the greatest incentive to expand the government? What if conservatives understood once again that their only logical position military intervention and managing an empire throughout the world? What if the American people woke up and understood that the official reasons for going to war are almost always based on lies and promoted by war propaganda in order to serve special interests? What if we as a nation came to realize that the quest for empire eventually destroys all great nations? What if Obama has no intention of leaving Iraq? What if a military draft is being planned for for the wars that will spread if our foreign policy is not changed? What if the American people learn the truth? That our foreign policy has nothing to do with national security, that it never changes from one administration to the next? What if war in preparation for war is a racket serving the special interests? What if President Obama is completely wrong about Afghanistan and turns out worse than Iraq and Vietnam put together? What if Christianity actually teaches peace and not preventive wars of aggression? What if diplomacy is found to be superior to bombs and bribes in protecting America? What happens if my concerns are completely unfounded? Nothing. But what happens if my concerns are justified and ignored? Nothing good. And I yield back the balance of my time. And we'll take it. Patriots, we are in a point right now when this government has absolutely no interest in your well-being other than what you can produce and what's the, what they can rape out of your pocketbook. The entire global economy is collapsing. We are on the verge of a massive implosion. They know it, and they're going to do everything they can to keep us distracted. Keep your eyes on the ball. The enemy is the government. They're going to try to blame others. They're going to continue with this Russia hoax. They're going to point things at Taiwan. All of these are illusions and distractions. The only criminality that our eyes need to be on is what sits in the bowels of the sewer of D.C. Every one of those people that work there, and I mean everyone at this point, are complicit in the crimes of treason against this nation. No exceptions. This administration just force-fed a bill through Congress at the 11th hour with Kamala Harris, mattress back herself, casting the final vote to issue what they call a revitalization package, which is nothing more than lining the pockets of their cronies and hiring 87,000 new IRS agents that are already armed with 4 million rounds of ammunition. This is where our country is. And on that following day of passing that measure, they're going after President Donald J. Trump at his house. They've already locked up people for January 6th. And they will continue this scam over and over because they see themselves as above the law. And they see themselves as beyond anybody's retribution. Time to pray on it, patriots, because the line I've said for so long, know your red lines. Know what you will accept and what you will not. Be very clear about it in your mind, and don't hesitate. 
because these people are criminals. There's no question about it. And they do not care what you try to talk to them about, what you try to plead to them about. They don't care. What they don't have in their heart is the relationship in God. They have no interest in seeing God back on the throne in this nation. And for those of you that may be conflicted, saying, well, oh, God wants us to love everybody. Oh, he does, as long as they are his children. But there is such a thing as pure evil. And if you doubt that, check your stories of David. Check your stories of Joshua. Check your stories of Gideon. But let's talk about Joshua. Because Joshua never intended to be leading an army. And then when he did, he was led to have one of the greatest victories of all. To sack the city of Jericho. A ragtag group of soldiers, we like to think of them as polished and refined. They weren't polished and refined. They had been wandering the desert. They had learned how to fight. But they weren't professional soldiers. But they had the strength and the confidence and trust in God. And in spite of the fact that they were going up against the massive city of Jericho, and they were told they were going to fight it by walking around the city and singing hymns and prayers, They trusted in the Lord. That didn't sound logical from a tactical point of view. But when that wall fell, Jericho was erased. You need to understand that fire of righteousness when God lights it up into your soul. As I say, we always lead with the sword of the Spirit, that you keep that sword of steel on your hip. We're being pushed right now to a point of Jericho. This evil is being very clear. There is no salvation for some of these people that continue to follow this blindness and disobedience and disregard for the law and God's law. And there is coming a time of justice. Whether it's God's hand or God leads us leads our hand, there will be justice. Remember in Jericho, every man, woman, child, and donkey was slayed. It's a very important point here to keep in mind. We keep our ears to what the Lord needs, but we are not a doormat. We are not going to keep rolling over and have them roll over us and expect for somebody to come riding in on a horse to save us. This is the people's fight to win. Not lose, but win. And it's important that we remember that. Let's go to Dan Bongino, the host of Unfiltered on Saturday nights. Dan, your quick emotional reaction. I think everyone's a little emotional here uh, about this raid. Yeah, I mean, you think this is some third world bullshit right here. Let me say it again. Third world bullshit. I mean, every word of that. I don't care that it's cable news. I was a federal agent. I raised my right hand. And I swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And I love this country. This is a freaking disgrace. A disgrace. We don't live in Cuba. We don't live under Kim Jong-un. We live in a constitutional republic, a representative democracy. You have a bunch of FBI agents raiding the home of a former president because they don't like his politics? Are you kidding me? 
You've spent this whole show, Jesse, and I've spent my entire time either on Fox or on my podcast exposing the left for claiming Russia interfered in an election as Hillary Clinton played, paid off a bunch of foreign agents, her team literally to fabricate a story that occupied the nation for four years. What's she doing right now? Getting a manicure in freaking Chappaqua. She's not doing squat. Nothing. Hunter Biden is having sex on tape while doing crack, while doing crack. And what is he doing? He's living in a Malibu mansion. And yet the president, the former president, who whether you agree with him or not on his claims about the election, whether you agree or not, we still live in a country where you were allowed to challenge an election. There's even a process, the ECA, the Electoral Count Act. You may not like it. But it's a process. How do I know it's a process? Because some people are trying to reform it. You may not like it, but now you send the FBI. Let me tell you something. I have been I have paid due deference to the FBI for a long time. And a lot of listeners didn't like it because I work with some very good people over there who have since retired. The management of the FBI has now shredded any single shred sliver of credibility this agency had left. Nobody will take them seriously from this point on. It is over. You've heard the examples. Stone, Manafort, Cohen, over and over. Are they good guys? Are they bad guys? I don't know. I don't care. I don't know them. All I'm telling you is you cannot tell me we still live in a constitutional republic and not the freaking third world when you have Hillary Clinton paying foreign agents to interfere with an election, people lying under oath repeatedly, Hunter Biden doing crack on tape. And what happens? Where are the federal agents? They're not in Malibu. They're not in Chappaqua. They're in Mar-a-Lago. This is some third world garbage that happened tonight. And I'm telling you, the FBI management, here's a solution. Last thing. We have now got to win in 2022. You have no choice now, folks. Oh, we don't like the swampy Republicans. I don't like them either. Republicans may not be the solution to your problems, but Democrats are certainly the cause of all your problems right now. If there was ever a clarion call to remove your ass from the seat and go vote in 2022, this is it. 100%. But I'd add more to that. Voting is just one aspect to all of this. We already know the vote systems are rigged. This is going to take extreme local action. This is when you, everybody needs to be talking to their sheriffs right now. This is The mobilization isn't November 8th. The mobilization is now in your counties, in your county commissions, in your city councils. That's the motivation, mobilization. Get to your sheriffs right now. Start making this clear that we are not going to stand for this. Patriots, I live in a blue state. Blue. Run by three or four counties, all of which are straight up Nazi LGBTQ nut jobs. My county, out of 274 counties in the entire nation, there's 3,300 counties in our nation. 274 counties in the entire nation have voted we should withdraw our support for the 22 election. In other words, Donald J. Trump won. I, I'm in a red county in a blue state. We've, we're one of the 274. This should be 3,000 counties. Have you seen the map? This is local action. Get to your sheriffs. Meet with your sheriffs. Have this conversation about 
the election process, have the conversation with their role in the election process, have their conversation about these FBI raids. You need to get clear with your sheriff that where they stand, and you need to know where they stand about federals coming into your county. Especially since we've got 87,000 new parasites called IRS coming in. And you already have FEMA circled all around this nation. And you've got DHS and their federal police circling around this nation. And the thing is that every one of these agencies, you would think that there's some good people. But they're so damn concerned about their pension. They're so concerned about their salary. They're so concerned about their flipping job. They have no vision to see where this country is going. And they just follow orders. We're done following orders. It's just like with the shot thing. What have we seen over and over? Oh, I was just following orders. I was just being told what my administrator's doing. While people are dropping like flies, you sprayed with DDT. There's not a day that goes by now that we don't have more victims falling dead because of a shot that the doctors, the medical industry put on people, encouraged people, lied to people about. These are the same people part of this tyranny that we're in right now. And Donald Trump warned us. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success, but I'm cutting taxes and he wants to raise everybody's taxes and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. Yep, right like that. And we're headed right there. Patriots. I mean, I'm just going to talk. I'm not a financial guy. You know that, but I'm going to give you my opinion again. When you keep playing the game and funding their system and you're surprised why it is so energized and how much resources it has, look around. These big corporations didn't get there without tax dollars and investors. I'm just going to say it. And that's all of the people out here in the United States. They're like, well, how do I make money, money for free? How do I get money money for free? I'm going to try that stock market thing. I got to get it in there. It gave you trinkets for the wealth that they gained and power that they gained. This is a war of an unprecedented type. The institutions of finances, the institutions of politics, the institutions of education, the institutions of medical law, All those institutions you were supposed to trust quietly were infiltrated and turned against you. And it is those that are those institutions that are now waging war against all of us. Get in front of your sheriffs. Mobilize this on a national level. Get in front of your sheriffs. Demand meetings. Meet with him. Go in in groups. Confront the sheriff, hold him to the line of what they're going to do. Hold their feet to the fire on what type of reaction they're going to make. Every sheriff in this nation, if they're worth their salt, should be absolutely ready to tell the federal to get out of their counties. Now, that includes agencies that are in the counties like BLM or agencies like FEMA or other agencies. They need to get the hell out of the counties. They're not welcome and the sheriffs can kick you out. Every state agency needs to be booted out of a county. 
and the sheriff needs to put them on notice that they can't enter the county unless they seek his approval, and if they violate that, they'll be thrown in jail. And the, the district attorney of every county needs to let them know that they will prosecute in violation of the law, and there will be a minimum punishment of five years of hard labor. Pretty simple. Those are the sorts of things we have to demand. You don't need anything more than a passion to sit in front of your sheriff, talk to them about what you're seeing, asking them where do they stand on First Amendment, where do they stand on Second Amendment, where do they stand on federals coming into the county. And if you think you need more information, research it. The basic issue is to know where your sheriff stands and let your sheriff know that there are certain things you will not stand for. The sheriff has the authority to keep federals out of the county. I absolutely cannot stand bullies. Never have liked them, never stand for them. This is a time where you're seeing bullies at a big level. This is mafia. Whatever's left, whatever whoever is left in the government, get out if you're good. Because this justice hammer is going to come down hard. People are done playing. And it's absolutely a place where we have to put our foot down and go back to the focus on securing the counties. I can't believe how many people are still obsessed with the elections, the big federal elections, or the elections in governor, or the elections of this. You can't control it right now. It's too big because you don't even know who's going to be your friend other than what's in your county you can control. County and communities, they're within our reach. They're within our visible distance. That's where this fight is. Hat tip again to all the patriots that rallied to Mar-a-Lago when they got the word. Within minutes, they were on the road. Within a, within half an hour or more or so, they were already lining up outside Mar-a-Lago. That's the sort of reaction we need to see nationwide. For every time, every time you have a federal agent step into your county, you better have 100, 200, 300 patriots surrounding them. We need to cut the legs out of every bit of federal operations in our counties. The sheriff can handle it. The sheriff can deal with it. We don't need, we don't need federal in and we don't need state in. State police, you're the same thing. You're not welcome. Stay on the damn freeways and get the hell out of the counties. In my county, in my state, the state police have sold their soul nicely. They sold their soul to kissing the butt of a unconstitutional governor and doing everything they can to protect her. I forgot. This is the same state that don't, I just couldn't say I forget. I just need to make sure and mention that this is the same state where our state police gunned down Lavoie in cold blood. This is what we are now. If you have any questions about what you're dealing with, with the federal government, the FBI, Ruby Ridge, Waco, Bundy Ranch, Lavoie, and just so I say it, that just officially locked me into a domestic terrorist role, and I do have a black flag. This is the government that we are dealing with. This is the government that's lost control and left us behind. I played this last night. It's 11 minutes. I'm going to play it tonight. This is the lieutenant governor 
from South Carolina. He's got some things to say at CPAC. Floor of this hotel last night and looked out over the skyline of Dallas, Texas. I am a poor kid from Greensboro, North Carolina, an alcoholic father uh, my, who died when I was 12 years old. My mother made me the man that I am. Every strike that the left says I have, I had against me. Poor, black, uh, a widowed mom living on the wrong side of the tracks. But that poor black kid from the wrong side of the tracks was sitting on the 27th floor of this hotel overlooking the Dallas skyline as the first black lieutenant governor of North Carolina. America is still the greatest nation on earth. And I don't care what these communists say. I don't care what these socialists say. I don't care what these blue-haired freaks say with a tackle box in their face at the college campus. This is the greatest nation on earth, and it's all because of God. He's the one that made it possible. So we give him thanks first and foremost. So now let me get into what I got to tell you. July 2nd, 1863, a town called Gettysburg, a place called Little Round Top. It was undefended, and the Union Army realized that if the Confederates took that high ground, they could win that battle. They sent troops to defend that, uh, that place, and among those troops was a man named Joshua Chamberlain from Maine. Joshua Chamberlain was with the 20th Maine, and the 20th Maine became the far left flank of the Union position and was told, hold this position at all costs, because as you go, so goes the battle. Chamberlain's unit, the 20th, was attacked, attacked by the Confederates several times, and they repulsed every attack. But they found themselves without ammunition. They found themselves in desperate straits. And Chamberlain knew that if he did not win that battle on that hill, that, the possibly, that possibly the entire battle would be lost. So he talked to his men, and he implored his men, and he stilled their spines. And he told them to attach their metal bayonets to their wooden rifles. And they lined up and they swung down that hill in the fashion of a picket fence. And they swept those Confederates off of that hill, came back up on the hill, reform, reformed, and won the day. Chamberlain went on to become known as the Lion of Little Round Top and received the Medal of Honor for his actions on that day. Why do I bring that up? I bring that up because the world now is Gettysburg, and America is Little Round Top. And you, you are the soldiers that stand on that hill in this defense. I want you to notice what I said. I did not say Congress was the soldier standing on the hill. The Senate is not the, the, the soldier standing on the hill. The city council is not the soldiers standing on the hill. You are the soldiers standing on the hill in defense of this nation. You are. It is up to you to hold this line. Because we're standing on this hill now, and what do we see? We look down that hill, and who do we see charging up? We, saw, we see a whole horde being led by Jim Crow Joe, Nasty Nancy, and Chump, Sh Chump Schumer. They're coming up the hill followed by a whole raft of socialist nitwits who believe that a baby in the womb is a clump of cells and do not honor life in the womb. 
They believe that you should not have a firearm to protect yourself, but that you should pay for them to have firearms to protect them. They don't believe that your children should be educated. They believe that they should be indoctrinated. They're dragging up that hill all types of things. CRT, transgenderism, this idea of birthing people. Who in the world came up with that garbage? They're dragging up this socialist idea that criminals should not be punished, that they should be allowed to run rampant, that our borders should be wide open, that our police should be demonized, that our veterans should be dishonored. And they're also pushing this agenda to tell you that unless you go get a shot, you cannot keep your job or open your business or go to church. You see those folks that are coming up that hill. There's a word for them. They're called socialists. They're called communists. I just prefer to call them idiots. So now what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Why do I talk about Joshua Chamberlain in the 20th Maine? I talk about Joshua Chamberlain in the 20th Maine because that is who we come from. We do not come from a weak, ineffective, jellyback people that when trouble happens, we find a safe space and try to find a counselor to talk about it. Americans stand up and fight for what they believe in and will put their lives on the line for what they believe in. They will put their money where their mouth is. And when the times get tough, you had best believe that Americans get going, just like they did on Little Round Top. They don't lay down, they don't back up, they don't quit. They stand up with everything in them and they push forward. You see, we got a lot of things we got to fix in this nation. We got a president right now that can barely string together two cents. Somebody told me uh, the other day, I saw Joe Biden on TV and I don't think he was blinking. I told him I think his servos were probably broken on the remote control. You see what happens when you replace a line. Well, I would say a lamb, but that's an insult to lambs. I'm not really sure what our current president is. I'm not really sure if he realizes what he is. But I know this. In November, we have got to stand on that hill and we have got to declare to America that conservative principles win the day and conservative principles work. So we've got to get out. We've got to fight. We've got to talk to our friends and neighbors. Can't be the silent majority anymore. Silence never did anything in this nation. Imagine if the founders had been silent. Imagine if the abolitionists had been silent. Imagine if all the folks who came before you that made today possible had been silent and refused to stand up and fight. It was time to talk to our neighbors. It's time to talk to our friends. It's time to tell our families the good story about what conservatism does. 
It's time to remind them of the good days under President Donald Trump. You know, President Donald Trump, the one that CNN and ABC and the rest of all these lying news agencies, don't get me started. I ain't got but three minutes. Now I can go three days talking about how pitiful the news media is. So let me say this to the news media. I'm going to tell you this once, and I've already told you before. I'm not scared of the news media. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, last time I shook at my shoes was the last time uh, my mom or daddy took their belt off uh, for me. And that was a long time ago. There's only one that can take their belt off on me, and he sits high and he looks low. And he is the ruler of this world, and it is not ABC, CBS, or NBC. Those agencies don't have the answers because they don't even know what the question is. So I don't fear them. If anything, I stand firm. And when they get mad, I know I'm doing it right. We got to stand up, we got to stand tall, and we got to stand firm. Because now is not the time for what was called long ago cowards and shirkers. See, the cowards and shirkers got no place right now. Unfortunately, uh, in Washington, D.C., we got a lot of cowards. Shirkers. But guess who can get rid of those cowards and shirkers? The men on that hill. And who is the men on that hill? It is you. Folks, I didn't come here today to encourage my colleagues. They don't need any encouragement. I came here today to encourage you to stand up and be the king and queens that you need to be, to study your Bible, read your Constitution, and carry those truths into the political arena so that we can save this nation from the socialist horde that is trying to drag it down into the pit of hell. It is going to be up to you. You must be the leader. You must be the ones to save this nation. You think about it. When this country was in peril during the revolution, who saved it? It was the soldiers on the field, the ordinary men and women. When it was in peril during the Civil War, who saved it? The ordinary men and women. When it was in peril during World War I and World War II and all of our other calamities, who saved it? It was the ordinary American who stood up and did extraordinary things. It is time for you to stand up and do extraordinary things. And so I say to you standing on this stage right now, read your Bible. Believe in God. Read your constitution. Hold them dear to your hearts. Place the sword of truth on top of that bayonet of courage. Or the bayonet of truth, excuse me. On top of that rifle of knowledge. Steal your spines and get ready to charge down that hill. And let's sweep this socialist horde off of this blessed land we call the shining city on the hill, the United States of America. God bless you all. God bless Texas. God bless North Carolina. And God bless the great state of North Carolina. Patriots, he said a lot. He's all on point. Watching chat, I've got a lot of people who seem to be frustrated. Don't be. This is war. 
Our first shot of this war occurred on November 4th. Unfortunately, too many people were running around in their nether netherland thinking it couldn't possibly happen. The next shot of that war happened on January 6th and the follow-on onslaught that happened then. Your next shot of that war has happened, has been happening as people have been dropping dead from the injection. I don't know what it's going to take, but this better wake people up. When you get into a place like this, when people haven't been taking action and then suddenly something big happens, the emotions of war is that we must fight now. You see this all the time in combat. You see it when the enemy suddenly drops a rocket on your camp encampment and then everybody wants to grab their guns and go running out the wire. That's not how wars are won. Right now, right now, there are critical things that need to be happening. We've been talking about them for two years. If you haven't seen this type of day coming, I don't know where you've been. We've been talking about it for two years. You're making sure that your home was prepped, making sure you had the resources to endure, not just for you, but for neighbors, not just for you, but for patriots that are going to need supplies. Because I'll tell you what, in the first American Revolution, it was the patriots who were fighting that relied on the patriots who were stocking and keeping food to keep them going. If you're afraid of what's coming, get on your knees. Start praying to God. Because you should be long past that point of fear. We're walking with Jesus, and this thing is unfolding. And let me tell you, God is on our side. And if you've been dreaming in this magic land that somehow this is going to blow over without any sort of disturbance or disruption, go back and read your Bible. Start at one and move forward. It's all right there. The story has been there before us the entire time. We're sitting here in a time and place that is biblical. We're unseating one of the darkest evils ever to exist on the face of the earth. Right now, we have amazing people in this nation. Our eyes have been opened to the greatness, not just the evil. We're seeing the true heroes in our military, the ones that didn't take the shot. In fact, we're blessed here every night, almost every week, with one of those heroes. It's in our chat, and I won't call him out, but I will tell you, I'm honored to see him here every night. And he represents one of those many people in our armed forces that are standing with the Constitution and standing with us. So don't feel like you're alone because you're not. We have got all sorts of things on our side. But when you start to focus on, oh, what do we do? We got to fight right now. No, you don't right now. What did I say? What's the first thing you should be doing right now? Setting up a meeting with your sheriff. Because unlike what the deep state wants, we're not going to fly off the handle and start charging out in the middle of the street and start spraying and praying and hoping we get somebody. We're going to walk this through the processes that we uphold, a country that's built on the strength of patriots that will stand up to tyranny and will look evil in the eye. And when that time comes that either evil will be expunged by its choice or we will expunge it one way or the other, it's going. We are dealing with corruption that we've never imagined. Get over it. Every time we can face an enemy, an enemy wants to make you feel that they're bigger than they are. These people are not bigger. Why do you think the media advertises all the time like, whoa, DHS just bought 10 million rounds. Oh, IRS just bought 4 million rounds. Do you have any idea how many rounds patriots have in this country? 
It's well over a billion. So to our federal government that thinks that they're so tough, good luck. What they want to do is they want to try to isolate people and pick off people one at a time. Get your communities together. Get your involved with your sheriff. When a federal federality gets into your space, 100 patriots surround them. We need to let the federal government know that they are no longer welcome in our country. We need to let them at every single federal agency know we are not, they are not welcome in our country. Not anymore. We're done. Washington, D.C. is a corporation. It needs to be rinsed out of this country, just like you rinse a bad mouthwash out of your mouth. And we will clean this up county by county. We will take this back. And we will clean them out. And they will not come back. Right now, we're in this flexing right now. They're trying to see how far they can push us. What they don't understand is is a movement that's based on God. Because they don't move us. God does. And when you understand that and you go back and you read Joshua, and you read the sacking of Jericho, you understand how it works. Pay attention to all that. God led that. You think it was easy being a soldier walking around the buildings, around the the city six times, and then seven times on the seventh day, chanting and singing hymn? Could you imagine? Like, where are we going with this? And then what happened on the seventh tour? Those walls fell down. And then what was given? The direction to slay every man, woman, child, and donkey in the city. Don't think that's said lightly. So, again, for you loving huggers out there, buckle up. Because we're dealing with pure evil. We're not out to hurt one another. We're out to build bridges with one another. We're out to heal one another. That they damage they did to us. But they are evil. And there is no room for pure evil in this world. None. And it shall be expunged. Let us pray. Father, we come to you and we sit before you this evening humbled and praying for clarity in our heart and directions ahead. We begin this prayer tonight, Father, just with a prayer for President Donald J. Trump as we put him in our prayers last night, a prayer for a president to find the the true face of Jesus. We pray again that this president can have a true confrontation and engagement with Jesus an engagement where he can truly embrace the love of Christ himself and find himself humbled before Jesus as he would be seek the strength of humbling himself before you and leading the nation to repent and seek mercy. We pray for that. We, we need that as a nation, a president of that type of strength and stature. And we pray that President Trump can find that way. We equally pray, Father, for justice, a hand of swift and severe justice, as in Jericho, to expunge this evil that has now corrupted so much of our country, to expose it and for you to guide us in the ways to to expunge it and expel it permanently, however you lead us. We always lead with the sword of the Spirit, but with the lessons we even learn from the garden, never leave without the sword of steel on your hip. This is treacherous times. And Father, we continue to turn to you for the guidance and wisdom in each and every step we take. 
We're not fools to think that somehow this is all going to blow over and blow over easily because it's going to take grit. It's going to take spine. And we know that you have that within us and we know that we have that through you in ways that we can't even fathom as yet to be tapped. We just pray, Father, that you can touch each one of us to remind us of the strength that you give and the strength and courage that we have to face what is before us without fear, without trepidation, without anger, purely with clear thought and vision and to see into the hearts of evil and to identify it and to slay it in whatever form is necessary. Guide us in these times, Father. Protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, here is the deal. Embrace the suck, grow a spine, and spine up and get ready to go. Because this is going to take it everything we've got going forward. And it's, you cannot waver. We have great people working with us. Don't ever doubt that there's more good than there is bad. But when you get to this type of evil, it is evil. And it is so consumed with itself and its power and its greed that sadly, it will do whatever is necessary to try to break our will. The answer is it will never break our will. Because at the end, we will expel it from this city on the hill. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. 
So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 